and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today, and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. My favorite service of the year, as I mentioned to you already, um, and I love it because uh, I want to make sure that our young children know that God loves them. I want to know. I want to make sure that not only that, that they know that, but that here in our church we believe that children should be given an opportunity to learn about what their ministry is. I believe everybody here has a ministry, every one of you. And at a young age, if children can identify what that, what that purpose is in their life, let me tell you, they will have God's favor later in their life. Amen? So how, how many believe that, that God can speak to little children here today and call them out into ministry? I'm not just saying call them out to be a pastor or an evangelist. I'm, calling, I'm saying maybe to be a, a kid's Sunday school teacher, a kid's church teacher, to be uh, somebody that does worship, possibly, to be somebody that does sound and media. That's all ministry. Ushering, greeting is all ministry work here. And all of that is done for one reason, to bring honor to Amen. the Lord. Amen? So, again, what I want to start off with is many of you here this morning have investments. You invest your time into what's important. How many would agree with that? You invest your time into what's important. If you're retired, retiring or retired already, you took the time and invested, hopefully financially, hopefully in your 401k, in your pension plan, whatever it might, might have been, so that there would be a day that you could reap the benefits. Some of you have invested in your, in your homes and, and you go into your home and, and you've got beautiful homes and, and it feels like a home when you go in there and you've invested time and money because you care about it. Amen? Yeah. Others have invested in, the, in, their, in their vehicles. You know, they've got a nice vehicle and, and they've put some time and effort into that. And it may, may be some nice wheels on that car. It may be an extra nice custom paint job on that car. And that's an investment. All of you invest in things, but let me remind you that the most important investment you as a parent can make is to invest in the life of your child. Invest in your children today. You know, the Bible has a scripture that says that if you teach them, train them in the way they should go, when they go old, grow old, they will not depart from it. It doesn't mean that they'll never backslide or, or walk away from church. What it means is they'll never ever forget what you taught them. It will remain in here. No matter where they go, they'll remember, well, that's what my dad told me. My dad always told me, don't date a guy that doesn't treat me like a princess. You know, that I've told my daughters that all the time growing up and other things. But they'll remember those things. So parents, you have the greatest responsibility, the greatest obligation in the world to your children. Amen? They only have one set of parents. And that's you. God decided you are worthy enough to be that parent for that child. He didn't pick anybody else but you. Nobody else can mother them, can father them like you can. That's a big, big responsibility. Amen? And all of us have been, have been tasked with that. And even if you don't have children, you can be an influence upon other kids. Did you know that? There's, there's great, there's uncles, aunts, aunties that, that just provide wonderful, wonderful uh, teaching uh, most to their, to their nephews, nieces, uh, grandchildren. You know, there's so much uh, different ways that you can be a influence upon children. Amen. So 
again, normally our kids would be in the back for kids' church, but I want them here because I want them to hear what I'm saying, but I also will be bringing them up shortly. We're not going to take a lot of time this morning, but today I want to make sure that they are in this service to hear the word and to be prayed over. It's of utmost importance that we learn as parents to pray a hedge of protection over our kids. How many do that already? If, if you're a parent, you pray a hedge of protection over your kids. That should come natural. In fact, one of the things I learned 20, I want to say about 24 years ago. How many remember Promise Keepers? It was a men's group uh, back in the day. They would have big conventions, big gatherings. And I went to one 24 years ago or so. And right when Anna and I had just gotten married, and I heard the minister say, this is what I pray over my children every day of my life. And I heard that threefold principle, and I prayed it over my girls every single day of my life of when they were younger, as they were growing up. You know, now as they've gotten older and they became teenagers, it's hard for dad to come in and knock it off, dad, you know, that type of re- response, right? But when they were younger... I would go into their rooms, they're sound asleep. And this is what I would pray. I pray, number one, a hedge of protection over them. I would pray, God, protect them. Angels surround them wherever they go every single day. Number two, God, that you would fulfill your purpose in their life. See, every one of them have a purpose. Every one of you have a purpose. You're still children of the mighty king, amen? And he's given you a purpose. And then three, fill them with your Holy Spirit. Fill them with your Holy Spirit. I prayed that prayer every single day growing up without fail. And, and I believe that God has honored those prayers. And I believe God can honor those prayers for your children. Some of you here wanted to have your kids or grandkids. And they're not here today. And that's okay. We're going to pray for them still. Amen. We're going to have you come up. And I'm going to pray on behalf of those grandchildren, those children, I'm going to anoint you with oil and I'm going to say a prayer for them. Amen? But I want you to continue to pray for your children and your grandchildren. They don't have to be right there because one thing I've learned is my children have gotten older when they became teenagers and became a little bit more, I had to use strategy to pray for them. I didn't have to be right there and lay hands on them. I could pray a prayer for them. You know, you can always do that no matter where you're at. The important thing is that you're praying for them. Pray for them. I want you to stand with me this morning as we go to our sermon text. And we're going to read out of chapter, Matthew chapter 19. But the importance of that prayer I just said was the enemy, as Anna pointed out, the enemy doesn't sleep. The enemy doesn't sleep. He doesn't take a break and say, okay, I'm going to take a time out, leave your children alone. The enemy wants to attack and destroy your children. The fabric of our society is deteriorating every year. Every year we see how much worse it's getting in terms of the violence, the crimes in school. And I'm not trying to set panic or anything here. I'm just saying what what reality is like. But I I want you to know that by praying, you can have God's favor upon your kids, God's blessing upon your families. And it's important that all of us as adults, as parents, we do that for our kids and our grandchildren. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to read out of Matthew chapter 19, verses 13 through 15. It says the following. Then some children were brought to him so that he might lay his hands on them and pray. And the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, let the children alone. 
and do not hinder them from coming to me. For the kingdom of heaven belongs to such as these. And after laying his hands on them, he departed from there. Now I'm going to go to Luke chapter 18 and verses 15 through 17. I'm going to start reading in verse 15. And they were bringing even their babies to him so that he would touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they began rebuking them. But Jesus called for them saying, Permit the children to come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I say to you, whoever does does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we thank you. Thank you for your promises through your word. I pray this morning you're anointing your blessing upon the rest of this service. Lord, give us ears to hear your word this morning. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. How many are thankful for their children this morning? Are you thankful for your grandchildren this morning? Any great-grandchildren in here? No. Really? You get, no, no, not yet. I think we have too young of a crowd for that. But we have children and grandchildren and, and nephews and nieces that we pray for, that we should be praying for. Amen? I want to just real quickly point out three different things that are brought out in those scriptures as well as in our everyday life as adults, what we should be doing for our children. Number one is obedience. Obedience. It's up to each of you as a parent to teach your kids the ways of the Lord. The Bible commands us that. It's, you know, here's, I often say this, you'll hear me say this. We teach our kids at the age of two years old or younger to brush their teeth and do it every day. But some parents will never talk to them about God. Go figure. (laughs) I mean, why do we do that? We teach them to brush their teeth and wash their hands after they go to the bathroom, but we never talk to them about God. Wow. I think one of them is going to reap eternal rewards. The other one's going to reap rewards here on, heaven, on this earth. But there's an importance there of what you and I need to be doing. We need to be obedient as parents to instruct our children in the ways of God. And you may be saying, but Pastor Rick, I don't have the knowledge of this. I don't know the scriptures. I, I can't recite them. That's okay. But you, you have a story. Each of you can share with your child can I tell you what God's done in my life? Can I, can, I, can I just share with you what I've experienced in my life? That right there is what the Lord is talking about. Talk to your children. Raise them up in that way. What you want them to do is to have the fear and respect of the Lord. Fear in, in the term of respect. Not to fear Him. When you see that word fear in the Bible, it's talking about respecting the Lord. Uh, uh, humble respective uh, submissiveness to the Lord. And we have to teach our kids that at a young age so that they grow up to know that. So again, we need to be obedient because one of the ways we can do that is to acknowledge God in our everyday life. I've shared with you here many times, we go to the store and I've done this since my girls were small. We go shopping, we pull into on a rainy day and I'm praying, Lord, give me a, give me a parking spot close to the mall. Give me a parking spot close to the theater or wherever we're going. And someone just backs right out, and we back in. And I say, see that, girls? That was God right there. That was God. 
I don't say that was a coincidence. I don't say we just got lucky. I say that was God. Because that's what it was. I prayed for it. God says pray specifically. Amen? Amen? Do you share with your kids the talents you have? Some of you parents here are talented in certain areas. You have a God-given talent. Do you ever tell your kids, that was a God-given ability given to me? Because not everybody has that ability. My brother's a fabricator uh, uh, with metal. That man can make anything look gorgeous, beautiful. If you ever need metal work, talk to him in uh, six months. He He made this beautiful stand right here. He knocked that out probably in a day, less than a day. But my point is, he's got a God-given talent. I don't have that. Not, there's others here. My brother right here, Alex, has a talent with concrete. That man can, can make magic happen right there. He can, he can do things with his abilities and his skills. Not everybody here has that. Each of you have skill sets. God has given you that ability. You may say, well, I just fell into that trade and I I fell into doing that. No, you didn't. God divinely orchestrated that in your life and gave you that talent long ago, gave you the ability to be able to do your job and to put up with those crazy people every every week, right? So again, we, we have to recognize our time, our talent, and our treasures that they all belong to God. How many of you, when you... If you do get a, a income tax rebate or at the, end, at the beginning of the year and you get something in the mail and you share that with your children and say, God has blessed us, family. Yes. He blessed us with, you know, $100 or $1,000, whatever it may be. Share that with your child. Teach them how good God is to you, how faithful He is. Recognize everything that you have and everything that you'll ever acquire belongs to God. We're talking, Anna and I are talking about getting a car. Uh, my, the van has 190,000 miles on it. My truck has close to 190,000. And so we, when we buy cars, we ride them all the way to the very end. Uh, can you tell? And we're talking about getting a car. And in that process, you know, God's been, been good to us. And, and we tell the girls, you know, we're looking for a car, a used car. Um, and hopefully we can find something within our budget but we've taught them that God will provide and it comes from God, God alone. We don't make it happen. He gives us the ability to work, but it all comes from God. Hear that, kids? It all comes from God. All the gifts that your parents have, your home, the cars, the clothes you have, it comes from God. The ability to be able to, to uh, survive. Amen? Amen? Everything comes from God. Did you, do you recognize that God knew you before you were even, even in your mother's womb, when you were knit in your mother's womb, the Bible says, He knew you. He knew you before you came out. He knew you right in here. When you were that small, He knew you. He knew how many hairs you'd have on your head or how many you wouldn't. He knew how big you'd be, how tall, how skinny. He knew all that. That's a loving father. It's a loving father, amen? So obedience, help us to recognize, Lord, that everything comes from you and to teach that to our children. And then our second thing is attitude. Attitude. Everybody say, attitude is everything. everything. It really is. If you've ever worked for a living, attitude is everything. How many like working with people with bad attitudes? 
That's a nope. Not, not one person here likes working with people with bad attitudes. Attitude is everything. We must strive, the Bible says, to have an attitude of a docile, tender-hearted child. Jesus said, hey, disciples, don't rebuke those kids. Don't, don't stop them. Let them come to me. He goes on to say, unless you as an adult have the attitude of a child, you will never even partake of heaven. You'll never even sniff it. You'll never even get there. Wow. That should be a little wake-up call to some of us. Children, I love what children do. They have this innocent attitude of, let's do it. Whatever, you know, whatever the challenge is, let's do it. Children can have an argument. My toy, no, your toy, my toy. And they get the toy. And five minutes later, they're best friends. Adults, we have a little trouble processing that. It's not so easy, right? But yet it is. If we come with an attitude of a child, like Christ said, then you can partake of heaven. Amen? And, and that's the attitude we've got to have. Far too many of us have allowed our attitude to dictate how we treat other people. Have you ever wondered why? Well, nobody ever calls me. Nobody ever... I don't have any friends. Well, maybe it's time to check the attitude. I, I don't know how to burst your bubble there, but sometimes we've got to check our attitude. Um, so I, I certainly don't want to hang around people that have a bad attitude at work, and neither do you or anybody in your circle. And we don't have time for that. Attitude is what children see. Attitude is what they see. Husbands, when you're venting at your precious other, significant other at home, you know who sees that? Not only God, but your children. Wives, same thing, back at you. When you snap back at your husband for not doing that honeydew item that you've been telling him for 10 weeks, and you snap at him, you know who sees that? God and your children. Attitude. Well, my point is, is that you know, some of those things need to be discussed behind closed doors, but, but the point is, our attitude is everything. You may be here saying, well, Pastor Rick, you, you don't know what life's been doing to me. It's been beating me up and tearing me down. I couldn't wait for 2019 to arrive because 2018 was just a mess. And you've allowed that attitude to infect your child. We can uh, allow those attitudes to infect our children. And you know what you're creating? You're creating a little mini-me. That little mini-me will grow up exactly like you because of the attitude. So again, obedience, parents, attitude. We must strive to have the attitude of a child, tender-hearted, forgiving, and loving. Very easy to say. Say, say those three terms with me. Tender-hearted, tender forgiving, forgiving, and loving. loving. Wow. For adults, very hard to say. Even do. For children, no problem. They can forgive each other in a heartbeat. Let's learn from our children today. Amen? And then, prayer. And be, before I go, that, go there, the greatest imitators in life isn't that cockatiel you have at home or the parrot. It's your children. Children grow up to do exactly what they saw taught. What they heard. I remember when they were two years old, year and a half, and they're starting to say their first words. First words they heard were what you taught them. 
I mean, that's how racism is taught. Because you taught them that. That's how anything is taught. Because they saw that from a parent. And so again, it's, it's up to you and I to teach them and share that, that attitude with them, right? The attitude that they should carry in life. Prayer is our third point. We must pray daily for our children. Daily for our children. You know, this, this service today is specifically designed to just cause the children to, to recognize they are an important piece of the kingdom of God. That this anointing with oil that I will pray over these children today, that they would recognize that God cares for them. God loves them. Amen? We are to pray for our children to develop the full potential and purpose they have. Imagine how, how if, if you bought, we're looking at cars right now, mentioned earlier. And imagine if I went and uh, I, I, I bought one of those new Challengers, you know, those brand new Challengers that look pretty hot and people are driving them like crazy up and down the highway. Imagine if I only drove that thing 45 miles an hour. I bought one. And, not that I'm going to, but imagine if I only bought it and drove it at 45 miles an hour. I would never use the full potential that that car had. Or if I bought a big four-wheel drive with big mud tires, snow tires, and I never took it in the snow because it was all looking pretty and everything. I mean, I'm not using it for its potential. Our kids, in the same way, when we pray for them, we have to pray that their potential would come out. God has given each of our children potential and purpose for their lives. We have to, as parents, help draw that out. The Holy Spirit ultimately will speak to them and tell them, but your place is great where you're leading them and guiding them. Amen? We're to pray, and that includes participating in ministry at a very young age. How's that prayer work? Lord, bless my child so that they can have a place in ministry. Lord, wherever you deem fit. You know, not where mom and dad wants them. Wherever you deem fit. And watch God, how God will just lead them to that. You watch God, how God will amaze you in that area. At Foothill Christian, again, we believe in giving our children the opportunity to discover their ministry. Every one of these children have a ministry. <laughs>